Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. As always, at the helm, it's, it's me, DC. Got the J Man out there in Utah, and always up in the five six one or the seven seven two is the Dirty Bird. However you want to spin it. What's good, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? Bird, J Man, what's good? What's good? Doing good, man. Doing good. Feeling good. A little sad though, man. This is uh, this is our last official episode with the J Man. Listen, yeah. J Man's coming back. I don't want to hear no bull crap. <laughs> J Man will be back sooner than you think, right? So. But listen, man, we got a lot to talk about. Um, you know, we have a, we have a, a jam-packed two-hour show here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. We got special guests. We have a lot of content. There's so much to get into. But uh, first and foremost, I want to bring in a special, special guest, a dear, dear friend of mine, Bird J-Man. Like, obviously, he's a generation guy. Um, both of his kids actually – well, two of his kids actually played at the University of Miami – he played on, you know, the 87 and 89 national championship team um, here at the University of Miami. So let's go ahead and bring on and welcome uh, my man, my, my my dude, number six. I'm not going to even call him Mr. Kenny Barry. I'm going to call him Bishop Kenny Barry. Yo, six, what's good, man? I'm great, gentlemen. How y'all doing this evening? Uh, not too bad. Good, man. We're, we're, we're good. We're, we're, uh, we're excited to have you on the show, and we appreciate you taking time out of your – out of your busy schedule to join us. Um, obviously, when we talk about the University of Miami, there's so much to talk about. There's so many people that we can, you know, talk about. But, you know, you and I, we go back a long ways, man. And, and I and I appreciate you. I respect you to no end. Um, you know, just, man, I love you like 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 there's no other, man. You're one of my good dudes, man. So I appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, man, likewise, man. You know, you, you always been my boy, man. Hey, like brothers, baby. You already know. So, you know, obviously I don't have that brotherhood like you guys have, that camaraderie, you know, that 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 Canes for life brotherhood. But, you know, we got that brotherhood. We got that brotherhood in Christ. If, if people don't understand what that means, we got that. We got that brotherhood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so Kenny, let, let, I'm going to jump right into it because obviously this is the Kane Gang radio show. We talk everything University of Miami. You were you were part of the University of Miami. You were part of that special time at the University of Miami. Obviously, coming in in 87, um, obviously coming in right after the Fiesta Bowl loss. And let me ask you, let me start right there, right? So you come in here in 87, and the guys just came off of that 86 Fiesta Bowl loss. What was the demeanor and what was the attitude of those guys that were rolling over into the 87 season? Well, you got to realize, man, that it is already, you know, the mode has already been established. And I got there in 85, you know, and I played behind Benny and Talbot for those two years there. And, got a chance, you know, get a little play there in 87. Um, but, you know, when, at, you know, Jimmy had built, man, such a mindset among us is that, you know, we know how to bounce back. You know, you know, we had that arrogancy about ourselves, man, and we just know that we were the top dogs no matter what game we went into, you know. So, um, you know, went out there and just a couple of little mishaps here and there, man, that really cost that game there, you know. Looking at it, 
that, you know, you're talking about five straight years and I was there that was up for the national title. You know, we, we lost uh, uh, to Tennessee um, in 85 and went out there in the Tempe, Arizona, the Petit in 86, you know, but then again, you know, jumping in 87, man, you know, we went through those little, little glitches, you know, that really, you know, kept us from actually getting our peak back then, you know, but we was on the verge every year of actually getting that, you know, but came in that year that, man, we're talking about a, a 12 and 0 season and where we ran the board, man, because what we was more diligently, we were diligent and we was more focused, you know, we understood what it would take, man, and actually to run the board that year. Yeah. You know, and again, so and you touch on something that was really prevalent and a lot of people out there who probably don't follow Miami, you know, football history. Again, you win your first natty in 83, 86, you know, again, 86, we lose to Penn State, win in 87, have a bad, bad call up in Notre Dame. I don't even want to talk about that game in 88. You know, you win it in 89. You know, you open up a BYU in 90, you lose that game. But then you win it in 91, you lose to Alabama in 92. Like, people don't realize what Miami, you know, like did in the, like the early 80s all the way through the early 90s. And, again, you know, you being a two-time national champion, how does that sound, two-time national champion? Like that, to me, that sounds pretty good. Like, I would love to be a two-time national champion. <laughs> Hey man, there, 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 there are only a few can actually say that, you know. We Correct. That, you know, uh, you know that playman that came in, that freshman class that came in, you know, in '87. You know, those guys got three rings. You know. Correct. But, you know, to be a part of, you know, the University of Miami, man. We're talking about one of the most dynamic football teams, man. That really set the stage for football. Not only just, you know, in college, but we set the stage in the whole football arena. You know, from high school all the way to the NFL. You know. It's because what we have a standard and a way of, of playing that really just you know it was far above everyone else. Awesome. So Kenny, I got a question for you, man. What 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 do you do with your your those rings, man? Do you wear them? Are they put away? Did you give them to you know a special close family member? Like everybody who wins one does something different, man. What'd you do with yours? Well, uh, unfortunately, I might have someone. Someone stole my ring, man. But I'm actually what? Yeah, bro. Uh, honestly, man, it's just. Uh, 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 it's just I had a report report done and everything else, you know. But you know we have thieves around, man, and um, it's just crazy that those things happen. But like I say, you know, I don't. I mean, they was very precious to me, and um, I, they've been gone for quite a few years. Um, but just been so diligent doing, I've been called to do preaching the gospel and you know running my youth program. And now my wife and I are actually owners of a preschool um, from one year old to uh, after school or so keeping me busy and just took on another role here in the city of Belgrade, man, as a um, city commissioner. So my life is busy these days, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> you I see you that, don't man. worry about those rings. You don't worry about what them rings are. You got too much on your plate. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, looking back. Oh, yeah, correct. You know, you playing DB, right? So you're playing DB at the University of Miami and you're standing across Michael Irvin, Dale Dawkins, Brian Blades, yeah, Alfredo Roberts, Cleveland Gary, Leonard Conley coming out in the backfield. What was it like going against those guys every day in practice? Obviously, we always hear about like the compound green tree. Like, what is like again? We don't really understand what that compound green tree really means until we hear it from somebody who's putting that blood, sweat, and tears over on green tree. Well, I can say it like this, man: is that we face the best talent right there at practice. I mean, you going up against Michael Irvin. You know, you're going up against Brian Blaze. Don't forget Soup Dog, Brett Perriman, you know. Yeah. We have some guys, man, that, you know, David Kentai. We have some guys, Kenny Oliver, all these guys that was over on the offensive side of the ball, man. They 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 prepared us. Now, mind you, you know, 
early in those years, we had Alonzo Highsmith, you know, Melvin Brad, Melvin. guys like that, you know, you have to practice game on a daily basis. You know, if you weren't prepared, you know, for your opponents, you never will be. And we just felt like we we faced the best. We faced the best every day right there in practice. So when we got to the game, you know, that guy on the other side of the field from us, <laughs> they was in for a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the nitty-gritty. Let's talk about that game up in South Bend in 88. Can, can we just talk about that game? And honestly, you know, the, you got the Catholics versus the convicts, you know, all this other stuff. But what did it mean going up in the South Bend and knowing that Notre Dame potentially had the refs in their pocket, I'm going to lay it out there, right? Like, but, you know, I mean, you hate to say that, but unfortunately you see that in, in, in sports today. Like, unfortunately you watch basketball, you watch football. There's always those refs and those calls. You're like, really? That you're making that call? But what was the mindset you guys, obviously the mindset probably was we ain't losing this game. It's Notre Dame. We're going to go in there. We're going to smash them in the mouth. We're going to chalk it up as a dub. We're going to come back to South Florida and we're going to just, you know, keep on keeping on. Well, tell me about the mindset of that game and, and how that game progressed until the, the bad call against Cleveland Gary went. And tell me about the mindset after that. Well, you know, we, we went there, man. We understood what we was going to a hostile situation. We already knew that. And we know there in South Bend is that, you know, they had already had their mantra. Everything that was actually said during that week there, you know, the Catholics versus the convicts and things of that nature. So we felt disrespected. We really did, you know. And so. Uh, and we kind of we got into a little ruckus there early on before the game there, but, you know, because we purposely ran through there, ran through <laughs> the, 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 little, the little warm up, you know, and um, you know, and, and they wasn't going to say anything. One of their coaches, you want to let those guys do that, you know, and so they was kind of encouraged to try to engage us, you know, because they know we was, you know, we wasn't going to back down. We didn't care where we were. We want to make we want to make that house our house. Right. That's what we went in in every game. So, but you know, but when you play a team like that. And knowing that you're in their backyard, you cannot allow it to stay close. You know, you can't allow it to stay close. But, you know, we know that call that was made was, you know, truly a bad call, you know, and to go come back the next day, you know, and state that. But it cost us, man. So here it is. Yeah. Now, we were on a roll. We could have won another national title that year. Because that's the only game we lost that year. Correct. We didn't lose it, you know. It was taken away from us. It kind of was. Kind of vision of that Ohio State, too. You know what I mean? One of those yeah. bad calls, you know? Yeah. They haven't got another national championship since then. That's right. You see karma, right? I mean, I, I believe exactly. in karma. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you know, that was a heartbreaking defeat. You know, you finished out the season, you know, on, on that, on that, you know, bad loss to Notre Dame moving on. But then the 89 season, you know, again, now you're switching coaches. You know, you went from Jimmy to Dennis, right? Again, I still think two of the best coaches ever come through the University of Miami. You know, again, it's it's 1A, 1B, right? Dennis came in and brought a whole different, you know, mindset, different mentality, different scheme. What was it like playing under, number one, what was it like playing under Jimmy? And what was it like playing under Dennis? Jimmy, man, was, you know, far beyond, you know, you just you don't get no better than that. We're talking about one of the best coaches, not only just in the college football ran, but also in the NFL. And he showed that, man, because – he, you know, built the mindset in us that, you know, made for sure that, hey, we know that we was domineering. And he protected us, man. He actually really taught us, you know. He was that father figure, very demanding. One thing I really loved about him that he wanted to make sure that we all got an education. He pushed. This guy would literally walk, you know, up the back stairs of the 36th building. If he catch someone, in the, you know, in the room that should be in class, he walks. Honestly, this guy will walk in our, in our, in our rooms. With, with his clipboard, with everybody's schedule on it, knowing where everybody should be at. Wow. And if you're in your class, you're in that bed, 
Honestly, they don't understand things like that. That's what Jimmy did, man. And so he pushed us to the limit, not only just on the field, but in the classroom as well, man. So, honestly, you don't get no better than that. You know, Dennis came in, and honestly, we told Dennis as a defense, you can do whatever you want to do with that offense. Don't touch our defense. And he said, no problem. I said, we said, Tommy Tupperfield will run our defense. And that's what happened, man, you know. And honestly, that year there, because you got to realize, man, we're already set, man. We already knew, you know, what it takes to be a winner. Right. So you don't try to fix something that's not broken, you know. So we told him and his staff, they came in. They came in and saw us out there as seniors with the rest of the crew out there running and going through a full practice without coaches. That's what they wow. said. And so when they met with us, and we just gave our demands, you know. We welcome you here, Coach, but we just had this one thing, we this one demand that, listen, you can do what you want to do with the offense. But our defense, we don't need to don't, don't touch it. You know, and, you have some, and you had some talent on that defense. I mean, you look at, you know, Ryan McNeil, DB, Russell Maryland. I mean, it's just like you look at the names and you look at the, the names of the – I don't even want to use the word goats because to me, like – Everybody university to, uh, at Miami to me is always going to be the goat. I don't care like what other schools got out there. Like to me, you guys put that U on your helmet. You guys are all goats to me, you know. But there was so much talent like on those teams. Again, eighty-five to eighty-nine. You know, even rolling over to ninety. I mean, then you started getting the Armsteads and the Barrows and the Darren Smiths. You know, those guys are coming in as freshmen. You know, and it's like you guys are here grooming the younger generation. You know. And one thing I want to talk about, and we'll probably get this into the like the second segment, is where do you feel like the University of Miami as of right now in 2020, 2021, like where do you see us going? Or where do you see, you know, the university, the program in whole? Where do you see them going from here? I think, you know, they'll get back, man. You got to realize that we set such a standard back then. You can't really replicate that. Yeah, we're talking about decades. We're talking about different cultures of time, you know, different type of players. You got to realize, you know, everybody that we had back then, they was all five, and you know, five stars. And then again, we had guys come in like, you know, um, Cortez Kidd that walk, you know, that comes in from from a JUCO, you know. You got to realize we had a, a group of guys, man, that really set a stage. And for over the years, you know, guys been trying to live up to that standard, but you got to realize the beast heart that we had back then. It's totally different than now. And, yeah. and the game itself has changed. You can't play the game the way that we played it back then, you know, with the records abandonment, you know, where we were going in, we can go and take a guy head off, you know, and it would be legal. You know, right now, you know, you, you're pretty much playing flag football. Right. So, with some, with some pads. <laughs> exactly. So, but, you know, these young men that are there right now, yes, we set a standard and they have to find their standard. They have to find themselves, man, try, trying to replicate what we did and try to, you know, live up to that. Yes, that's some big shoes to fill. But you got to realize the caliber of guys that we had, man, we was not only two deep, not three deep, we was four and five deep. And to the point where, you know, we competed every game, every day in practice. We didn't know who was going to play until Friday. You know, and the thing about it, when you start seeing that type of persona, and you know, in, in, your, in your practices, that you're going to realize that you don't want to get hurt because the guy behind you, he may comes in, you may never see the field again. That's, you know, that was made us great. That was put us, you know, above everybody else because we competed every day. Every day was a competition. Every day you had to show whether or not you want to be on that field on Saturday. That's what made us great. 
And I don't think these guys these days here, they don't have that same intensity or tenacity. You know, a lot of these, you know, kids, they've been, you know, hand free, you know, they've been, you know, you know, thinking they're privileged, whatever. But when you put in the work that we put in, you know, honestly, you know what it takes. These guys, they got to find their own. I yeah. Mean, uh, that's the space for it to happen. They have to yeah. find their own. They got to actually build their own standard. You know, they have to start their own legacy at the U. The U will always be the U because we built, you know, we have the reputation on the O. But the thing about this is that you get a group in that understand what the U is all about. They've heard about it. You know, we got Ed Reed down, down there now trying to teach them and give them some guidance. But you got to realize, man, the lion heart that we had back then. It's not the same. That. Yeah, it's not the no. same. No, J-Man, I know we're uh, we're pushing up against the break. Why don't you take us to break, and then when we come back, we're going to get right back into it with Kenny Barry. Um, so you guys stick around with us for a minute. J-Man, take us to break. Yeah, no problem, man. So uh, y'all are listening to King Gang Radio Show. We're having a good time here uh, interviewing former Hurricane great Kenny Barry. Um, we're here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We'll catch you in a few moments. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuello. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang 
on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, everybody, we're back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. Again, we're talking it up with uh, Mr. Number Six, Kenny Berry. Um, you know, Kenny, here, here's a funny thing, too, right? So, obviously, you, you know, you set a precedent when you were at University of Miami. You know, you, you balled out. And, again, I mean, you played with some some ballers, man. You know, and I keep thinking back when you played with, with Benny and Bubba McDowell and Selwyn Brown and, you know, like Bernard Clark, like Tiger and Randy Shannon. Like, again, I list name after name after name, and they're still so prevalent in today's time. You know, but you actually had two sons – to go on and play at the University of Miami, right? So, and, and like that's that's rare. That like I can understand one legacy kid, but then again, obviously Damian came in, you know, and, and people don't realize Damian was a star safety, you know, coming out of, out of out of the muck, right? And then, you know, he came into Miami as a safety, and obviously our running back room was kind of depleted. So we're at a spring practice over here in Lockhart, and I see this cat take off. I'm like, who is that? Like we didn't even know who he was at the time. And then, you know, Damian became, you know, starting running back in the University of Miami. Obviously, Keon followed and played a year at Miami. How does that make you feel knowing that you had two kids come to the University of Miami and play? Proud father, man, you know. And I tell you, to see my sons run out of that smoke, man, I tell you, it was a tearjerker. And I thank Damian for what he did up there in um, what was South Florida up there when they played up there and the whole stadium was rocking, you know, saying, Barry, Barry. I see now I make the crowd say it, ooh and up. Uh, but I never had them call my name like that, man. So made me very proud. And to have Keon come down there, you know, Keon came in as a walk-on and um, very yeah. talented. And I think with, with him playing at Berean, not really getting the, the show that he should have got because I was the head coach there, you know. And uh, But you're talking about a very talented young man. And if you wouldn't have blew his knee out, he would have been still playing today, man. I tell you, um, phenomenal sons. I'm just grateful to even have, you know, two sons that were – that are part of that king, you know, family, you know. So it's just a blessing, man. No matter how you look at it. You know, so and now, you know, now you're doing big things, right? So obviously, you know, you you took on, on a role, you felt God calling you to be to be a preacher. And you know, you're taking, you know, and you're doing the Lord's work. You're a bishop now, like you mentioned earlier, you got a daycare now. Um, obviously you're city commissioner, like like bro, we're, what's going on? Like, you know, God is just opening up like plethora of doors for you. I mean, obviously, you know, God tells us in his word that, you know, again, he's going to take care of us. He's going to protect us. He's going to lead us. You know, again, if we open ourselves up for him to do that, you know, there's great and mighty things that he'll do. Right. So tell me a little bit about your work and what's going on in, in the ministry that you're in now. I'm the pastor of Grace Fellowship Worship Center in the city of Belgrade here. And um, part of the uh, conventional covenant in church was actually global. We're in South Africa. We're in, we're in Europe. We're all over, man. And um, we're just really... We're a non-denominational um, convention because we understand that, you know, that the nomination, they pretty much shelter each other. And you never really get understand and know the rest of the body of Christ. And so we broke down those walls of petition and we invite, you know, those one another, whether or not they're, they're Methodist, whether or not they're Protestant, Catholic, you know, Baptist, uh, you know, Pentecostal. We accept the man, but we all come with uncommon love, uncommon share, uncommon support because we understand that we don't want to made on the minors through our convention. But now pastoring here in the city of Belgrade here, um, actually when independent back in 2012, I was part of Grace Fellowship, a church of all nations in West Palm. Um, but David, uh, Pastor David Nams, which is running TTI right now, which is a part of our foreign mission, where we're actually planning over 10,000 churches. 
Wow. You know, but we're going to remote places. And um, I'm actually invited to go to our first one to Africa a few years ago, but I had that knee injury. Um, but, but, you know, we're still doing that and we're still supporting. And I, I think it's in November we're supposed to go to Africa. So it's an opportunity, man, to just serve. Here in the city of Belgrade, I get opportunity to serve, and not only just in Belgrade, but my hometown for Hokie and our neighboring town of South Bay here. Very close, small communities here. And um, the Lord has blessed me tremendously that through this pandemic, man, I was able to um, take food to all those individuals. We're getting 600 meals a day that was wow. and taking door to door to people because of this pandemic hit and that it's talking about. Nobody know what what to happen, what, you know how to respond to it. But I thank God for opening up a door and give me an opportunity to be able to meet people. Uh, Rodney Mayo who owns quite a few um, restaurants over there in West Palm. That uh, you know we got a relationship with him, and was getting meals out to all to all these communities, you know. And the Lord blessed me and my foundation, the Graceful Life Youth Foundation, to through the cares that through the county. Uh, $463,000 come through it to actually continue to do feeding every Friday where we have over 900 families that were fed every Friday they were able to come in and get up you know get you know healthy meals that they can actually have in their households and um, it's just been a blessing man and I'm just grateful and now taking a role as a city commissioner here in the city of Belgrade um, just give me a, lo- a little more um, room to make some decisions in the community um, God's given me a great vision, a great plan, and just want to um, bring our this here up to date. You know, we look at three small rural communities, and we're like 90 years behind the major metropolitan city. You know, so but there's an opportunity for me who have traveled, have gone places, who know people, to actually you know come in and build a diverse economy to where now we can actually get people's jobs. Man, and um, we have some great things, exciting things going on here right now. We have a new company that's going to bring 200 jobs. There's going to be different phases with that. So. But get in a position, man, to do those things, to spread the gospel, spreading the love of God, man, and just teach the people, you know, we have to just love, you know, protect one another, encourage one another, support one another, enjoy one another. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely important, man. And, you know, obviously you're up there in the muck, man, and, and people don't understand what it's like to, to be up there in the muck. You know, I mean, you hear about it, you know, they've done, you know, shows on the muck and, you know, everybody like chasing the rabbits and stuff like that is that something that's still prevalent up there like is that still kind of how people train and things like that up there in the muck? well think about this man you know they utilize that but uh the muck itself it, it's our it's our soil here there's a rich black soil and we said that you know it's soil is misfortune but it's people are treasure you can grow anything out here Yes, it's thick. You know, we can go out there and run in it. But you're just talking about a small group of, you know, small town people, guys, who took advantage of the opportunity to get out of here by the game of football. You know, yeah. yes, they highlight the rabbit running. Yes, we did that, you know. And a lot of times, you know, there's a delicacy out here is that the people, they catch them and they, you know, they skin them, they clean them, you know, and they sell them, you know. But we're talking about three years, you know, you go back. I had one of my cousins, William McKelton. Oh, uh, well, we drop. Oh, man, did we drop him? Yeah, yeah he I think dropped. he had a bad connection there. I'm sure as soon as he pops back up, we'll bring him into frame here. Yeah, sorry about that, guys, here on the Kang Gang. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you're doing stuff live and, you know, stream yard. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, you, you, go through, you go through a bad area as you're driving. You know, you know how it goes. Cell towers, man. Here he comes. Here he comes. We got him back. He's loading up there. 
Let's see if we can get him back. Get back Kenny Barry. But that was getting to a good story. Go ahead, Kenny. We're back. He is. <laughs> All right. Can you hear us? Yeah, we're back. I don't know what happened there, man. I that just blanked out and I'm at my uh, sitting in front of my, my house for a while right now. <laughs> but I don't know what happened there. Um but uh what I was stating, man, uh Willie McKelton, you know, he's one of those guys that came out in the early seventies. Um uh, he played for Minnesota and he actually played in the um the uh the USFL League and thing like this there. But we got guys like Ricky Jackson, Jesse Helter, Ray McDonald. You know, we have uh, uh, Tommy Duhart, right? We have quite a few guys in the Bells and the Polk area that have gone out. Fred Taylor, uh, you know, think about it. That's a big name. You know, Anquan Bowden, Mr. Football. I coached him in high school, man. And just, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but you're talking about three small areas who kept, you know, caught hold of an opportunity, you know, to get out of the, out of the area and go and make it themselves. And that, you know, playing support to their family. And so, Football was just an avenue, uh, you know, that a lot of us utilize. So, you know, there was not much here. Like I said, we're not we're not like the major metropolitan cities, you know? uh, but we're nice, loving people here. And but over the years, in football, man, it's just honestly, you're talking about two schools, you know, way um, to the focus, and the number of athletes that have come out of this area. Is more than any other major major city. Think about that. You know, Kevin Benjamin. You got the list goes on and on. Oh yeah, I mean, that's crazy, man. That's crazy when you look at the amount of talent that comes up from from that area. You know, South Bay. You know, all through Clewiston. You know, uh, Pahokee. Oh, is it is the Pahokee, Pahokee Blue Devils? Is that is that the high school up there? Pahokee Blue Devils. Is that what it is? Pahokee Blue Devils. And then obviously, you know, Damien was at Glade Central, right? So that was, that was Glades, right? Yeah. What's that? What's that rivalry like? You know, obviously, it's you know, it's it's a small community, right? Like that the community, but like, is that like just like war? Like when you put those two schools together, is is that is it like is it bad like that? Yeah, listen, it's, it's a battle in time. <laughs> We're talking about two teams that have been competing for years, man, and that you know, they're only ten miles apart. But that rivalry, the mud bowl, think about it. People come from California, man, all the way to the city of Belgrade or Pahokee just to watch that one game that happens one time a year, man. Is that, and obviously, it's, it's having bragging rights for the entire year. <laughs> you know, great thing. I had the privilege, right, of coaching at both schools. I coached at Pahokee, I played at both coach at Pahokee. Went to state with Anquan Bowden that year. We went 14 and one, lost to the state. And my son Damian um, is at Glade Central. I was actually a chaplain when it went up to um, to, uh, to play the team up in South Carolina up there, and they lost. I just couldn't sit back then and watch it in the I came on board as the chaplain and also the back coach that year. And that year was the last state championship that was won in Glade Central because I told them, I told them, and it's on record. How to stop that option, man. But you gotta realize he played against Nebraska and Oklahoma and those teams like that. One of the third that option, man, and that it was approaching the wrong way. And I told him, listen, you can't let that linebacker try to get that quarterback. You can't let that defense in get him, man. You know, and now you force that quarterback to pitch that ball, you know, you got you know, you got potential something bad happening between that trans this transaction there. 
Once we did that, the young kid in the first quarter ran almost 200 yards. The second half of the game, 34 yards. Wow. And we end up winning. Check this out, dude. We won the game 39-27. Tell you, man, it, there's nothing like – see, these these are stories that, that we like to hear, man. I mean, it's – you know, obviously we don't get to – you know, we don't get to participate in that stuff. We don't really get to go see that stuff. But, you know, all you do is you hear about it and being able to, you know, hear the stories from somebody who, number one, played in it, coached in it, sat there and watched it. Like, those are the type of stories that we like, you know. And again, it's the same thing when we talk to former guests, you know, about their time at the University of Miami. There's nothing like getting those stories. I don't want to call you guys old heads, but it's like getting like the stories from the old heads, man. It's it's different than it is today. You know, everything today is is all political, man. You know, you can't talk to this person without talking to that person. And it's like, you know, that's why, you know, you build relationships and then you're able to, you know, again, have a radio show and have somebody come on and be able to talk and Talk about the experiences, like what they did in school and what they're doing in life. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of once you put on that you, I don't care if you're a walk on or if you're a five star, I'm treating you the same, the same with respect. Right. Because at the end of the day, you're all part of the same team. You're all part of the same brotherhood. And that's where the fans have to understand, man. You can't support one person without supporting everybody on that team. And that's what makes it hard for me. Like, I, you know, I go on Twitter and. Again, man, I get so aggravated and frustrated sometimes by our fan base. I'm like, dude, like, first of all, we're not out there as fans. We're not out there catching, running, blocking. You know, we're not doing it. We're just there to support, right? But yet some of these fans are just out there sometimes, man, and I just – I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, you got to realize a lot of those fans, man, they live through all this place. And they are going to tell you, know, that we're talking about young men that are out there who are actually, you know, trying to figure life out who actually being a part of a football program, you know, that has set, you know, something in place. You know, now these kids these days are trying to hold up that standard. But you got to give those kids an opportunity to grow. Just think about yeah. it. One of those individuals that's fan examine their own lives, you know, and knowing that their lives are not perfect because they have some defeat, they have some failures at home, they have some dark sides, they have some up, they have some down. You got to realize that these are young men. We're talking about 18, 19, you know, 20-year-old young men who are really trying to figure life out who happen to be in a position in a place where they're able now, you know, to actually, you know, build a future. Yeah. For their family. So, fans, we appreciate the fans, man. And I understand, you know, they want to stay home. I understand that. But they realize, you know, that, hey, they're ups and downs of life. Got to realize, you know, right now, Alabama's the school right now. David, I'm going to talk to you. So here, what you have right now. You got Clemson. You, you know, you got, you know, these other schools that are coming in, coming into place. And right now, in the state of Florida, there's too much, there's so much competition here for, for the players in there. You know, you got FAU, FIG, you got Central Florida, you got South Florida, you know, you got Florida, you know, got Miami, you got all of the schools that are fighting for this, you know, for the, for the, for the, for the players that are even inside in Florida. So think about it. Well, really, what Jimmy did, man, Jimmy cleaned up the market. <laughs> Let nothing get out of South Florida. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> well, Kenny, man, man, we appreciate, man, we appreciate you coming on tonight, man, and it's, uh, it's definitely a blessing. I'm about to hit you up, man. We have to catch lunch or something when you come down this way, or shoot, I need to go up that way and hit the muck, and man, we t- show me some good barbecue spots or something up there, up there in Bahokee and Bell Glade, man. And uh, man, I appreciate you coming on, and man, I'm, I'm gonna link up with you soon. Anytime, man. Uh, 
I appreciate it as well, man. Thank you guys for reaching out and just understanding this here, you know. Uh, we're a king, always a king, man. And honestly, we'll get back, man. We just got to continue to carry those young guys, and, you know. We're being doing that there now, trying to pull the thing together. We've got to find the right fit, man, that's going to, you know, utilize that talent that is down there. They're going to be pretty successful, man. We'll get back, you know. That's right. Well, always represent. That's right, baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, Kenny. All right, <laughs> we got to go to break. Take us, take us a break. All right, you guys are still listening to Kane Gang Radio here on Sirius XM Channel 145. We'll be back in just a few moments. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, fine. it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then oh, you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never 
what's next. I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word one, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. guys man kenny berry coming in strong had a little bit of audio technical difficulties from from time to time but i think that's just kind of the cell like the cell tower areas you know that and unfortunately that's sometimes that's that's radio right that's what happens when you try to get a guest on who's driving and you know you know i was talking to bird bird (laughs) bird called me today and you know he's like click and i'm like Where'd Bird go? You know, yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you a story, J Man. So <laughs> I know where you're going with this, man. So, so J Man. So, Bird ended up shooting me a text about 15 minutes later, and he's like, "Bro," he goes, "You'll never believe." He goes, "Before I called you, my my gas tank light was on E, and I didn't even think about it. And I just kept driving and driving. And then I looked down. He goes, "Because my truck started puttering as I pulled into the gas station." <laughs> Well, it was a it was a rental. I was in a van. I had to oh, I had to drive to the worst city on the face of the earth, and that's Gainesville, Gainesville obviously, right? Spend the night there. I only spent fifteen hours there. Usually for a work trip, I'm there two or three days. I took yeah. literally the minimum amount of time that I had to spend in that town, and I got on out, man. Believe that. But uh, on the way, man, that the yellow light comes on, and thing, I'm like, oh, okay, I need to stop and get gas. And Co calls me, and he had just a crazy story that will come out. A few weeks down the road here, right? You know, good stuff for Kane Gang, but uh, we might you know, have to have you on that show for that, J Man. Just so you yeah, know. you had to come okay. back on that one, man. Yeah, of course. We didn't even tell you yet, man, but it's it's good stuff coming, man. <laughs> okay, but uh, you know, we finished talking. I hang up, and I'm on you know that stretch of 75 in the Turnpike there, Gainesville, Ocala, right? And there's just nothing there, and I'm just sitting there driving. All of a sudden, I look down, and the thing is on red, and I'm like, oh man, this was like 15 minutes ago. And I've been scooting on the highway, so I'm like, man, I got to get off. So I get off, and of course, the time you need a gas station, there's not one when you pull off, man. Yep. <laughs> so I finally end up like finding one, and uh, you know, and I, I as I pulled into the gas station, it started sputtering up to the pump, man. But I made it, and I'm like, <laughs> that's and I text him, and I was like, oh man, so jeez, that's luck, imagine man. how bad. Imagine how bad it would have been if I'd had to get out and like go get a gas tank. I mean, yeah, in uh, Gator Country. Awful. Oh yeah, worse man. Makes it even worse. And you know I was flying that Miami flag there, of course, bro. Always. You already, Always. you already know. So, so guys, real quick. I mean, this is something that um, I wanted to talk about before we had Kenny on, but we didn't really have time. Um, two things. 
Um, this past week was uh, Dirty Bird wife's uh, Kelly's birthday. I want to give a shout out to Kelly for her birthday. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Aaron's birthday a couple weeks ago, so we kind of gave her a shout out. So happy birthday, uh, Kelly. You know, hope uh, Bird took care of you. I know he went away to Gainesville, so I guess really <laughs> too much. But, you know, but, you know, he did save uh, 15% on his car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Kelly. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's been a busy month in the Bird household. Yeah, and then Bird secured uh, two more tickets in the in the West End Zone. So uh, yeah, Bird's yeah. moving up in the world, man. He's, he's scoring right. left and right. And so I right. wanted to talk about that real quick. But then another topic that's been trending a little bit. And, again, I'm always one of those type of guys that wants to do right by people. And um, so not that it probably means anything to anybody, but at the end of the day, like – you know, the hashtag, you know, Luca to the you like that's just uh, yep. any one of us could have. Obviously, I have I have three kids and um, my heart breaks for any parent who has any type of kid who is going through any type of problem. Um, you know, luckily and, and fortunately right now, my kids are healthy and I don't know what I would do um, if something were to happen to one of my children, you know, and obviously the Canes, the Canes, you know, King's family, as far as fan base and coaches mm-hmm. and players. And, you know, when we, t- when Kenny, even Kenny talks about that brotherhood, right? Like, I think it's so important that people understand exactly what that means. You know, yeah, we're all fans and we all have our personal lives, but when there's a topic that comes up, like, I think it's important to just touch on it. Right. And again, there's probably others that we don't know about, but obviously, you know, this young child is going through something. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up and touch on that here. What, you know, again, I'm sure you guys feel the same way, you know, hashtag. Absolutely. You. Yeah. It, it's been really cool to watch, you know, like the, the whole fan base come together on, on something like this. You know, there's um, people like, you know, our friend Brad is, has done a good job of pushing it. And, and our friends at stickers by AB have been pushing it real hard. Um, and just, you know, watching Manny Diaz and some guys from the coaching staff, just like, you know, fall in line with, with supporting Luca and, and his family right now is just really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Good to see those hashtags. You know, we, we have fun yep. with them, man, but it's nice to see one that comes up with a, with a serious tone and a, and a kid that needs our help and good to yep. see our head coach, you know, step up and, and, and jump behind it and, and throw some love that way. And of course the goat, uh, Ed Reed, number two, zero, uh, showing Luca some love too, which was That's really right. cool to see. You know, one thing is, you know, we have Jalen Knight on our team and, Obviously, they call him Rooster, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys see my hair right now, bro? <laughs> like, yeah. I might be uh, another version of that, bro. I have no idea. Like Lily Maria's telling me, I need to get a haircut. But like, never in my life have I been able to grow that, man. That would, that would, yeah. So I remember I told you guys a couple weeks ago when I was in high school, I had like an eight-inch high-top fade. So I think I'm trying to go back to those days. It's about. Four and a half inches right now. So hey, maybe our uh, maybe our football team will start playing like it used to in the eighties if you grow that out. Bro, you know, hey, whatever it takes, man. I will. I will definitely do that in a heartbeat. I know um, we're not one for props and stuff, but no. I just happen to like look down. and I'm like, man, my hair is really out of control now. You know, again, going back to Luca. Um, again, for everybody out there listening. Um, again, man, you know, maybe if you're not religious or whatever the case may be, man, you just maybe just say a little prayer or you know, hashtag it, you know, just trying to get the word out, man. And if there's anybody else out there, you know, in Kane's world that are going through something, man, feel free to, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know, man. And we'll definitely try to spread the wealth because, you know, Kane Gang Show, we try to support everything, man. Again, I'm one of those guys that always try to be positive. Obviously, Jay, man, you're the more 
you know, pessimistic one of, of the gang. Bird's yeah. kind of like right in the middle of both of us. I think he leans more on the optimistic. You oh, know, I'm, more, I'm definitely more on the optimistic side. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> what's what's next on our agenda to talk about? I'm going to be on that pessimist All right, side because so I'm, I'm hot. I'm trying to like kind of keep Bird down. So last week, Bird got me kind of fired up on a previous situation. I've been trying to keep Bird like kind of ice cold now. But again, we might as well just get right into it. You know, we go from having a fantastic season so far to unfortunately getting our asses completely shellacked with Florida mm-hmm. State. And I, I mean, again, I, I use that word, you know, shellacked lightly, but bro, like it was brutal. So Vic, welcome to the show. Obviously we got our Canes baseball insider, you know, Victor Calero um, down there in Homestead, you know, obviously big baseball guy. Vic, tell me what happened against FSU. Uh, let's see. How can I put this kindly? Uh, I can't. Radio appropriate though. (laughs) We, damn. Um, we went, we we went in there with our head up our rear end, bottom line, basically. And we got our butts handed to us. Case closed and story. You know, look, there's, there's a big difference of going into a series like that, that at least that we compete Okay, and if we go down and lose, fine, but at least we were competitive. But you did not see that in any of those three games. To end up losing 34-2 to two in those three games, basically, it makes some – I mean, come on, the fielding was atrocious. Okay, the, look, I mean, I, I made an indirect comment towards it when FAU, when we played them on Tuesday, basically. I said, yo, let's get our heads, let's get our heads into the game of baseball, guys. Case closed because honestly, in that FSU series, it wasn't there. It just no. wasn't there. In you our thirty-four to two, in our house against in our Rockets. house. And and look and, and look, I'm sorry. Two things. One, I refuse to acknowledge Mike Martin Jr. as being a better coach than Gino. Hell no. He sure proved it. Like listen, I, mean, I ain't taking nothing away from him. He literally came in to to the light and said, "A big, you're number one." You know, right to Gino DeMar. Oh, I say, you know, deal with it. And, and at the same time, look, our pitching, like our two of our main guys, obviously, in, in terms of with Alex and Victor, look, they're young, they're freshmen. Are they going to get stronger and better for the for the issue of it, for at least for the long term? Yes. But at the same time, I mean, if you saw the games, okay, you ended up seeing so many looks being exchanged back and forth between the dugout and all around. I'm like, are you guys kidding? What's going on? You know, I, I, think was, Vic, I think what happened was the University of Miami was so worried about getting, you know, one of their favorite milkshakes, they forgot to get out there and uh, and play ball. <laughs> like, either that bring milkshakes that, into this, man. Either, either that or some of the guys were in line. I'm serious, man. I Look, I mean, come on. I, I've been watching baseball for a long time. I mean, Derek, probably the same amount of time as well, too, basically. You know, look, I have never, ever seen us, like, lay down – like we did this past year, this this past series, it was ridiculous. So and, you know, I'm and, 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 and I'll say, and I'll say this real quick, okay? To go up to Florida and beat them two out of three for what I consider to be a much more talented team than Florida State, okay? That goes without saying. But Florida State just beat Florida previous to beating us. Like so, right now Florida's got probably the best team in the state of Florida. You know, and again, I hate to say that, but it just seems like. 
Florida State and Florida is always the University of Miami's nemesis. I, I just I don't get it. In baseball, it just seems like, okay, look, we're playing Florida, chalk it up as a loss. Playing Florida State, chalk it up as a loss. These guys have to have more pride. They have to have more self-fortitude to go into that series and be like, look, man, we're not going to lay down. But, again, is it an attitude thing? Like, if the coaches aren't into it, why are the players going to be into it? You know, I watch fielding errors, you know, by Villar, like on second base, time and time again. And again, that Sunday game, you were first two batters out, you know, next batter, you know, I think it was Martin hits two, Villar, he bobbles in next to, you know, four, you know, cleanup guy, two run shot, Jack, gone, see a game that, over. That was, that, was the, that was the Saturday game right there, basically. The Saturday game, I'm watching what should have been an easy put out at first. And then the next guy comes up. Home run. I'm like, dude, that that right there ends up being one of those moments that switches the momentum of the game. Like, and it literally switched the momentum of the game against us. It really did. It really did. You know, I so, I was amazed. So there's a broader issue here, and that's what's got me. It's, it's got me. So it's got my feathers ruffled, man. Damn it. Fly, brother. No, you know, here's here's the thing, man. I started thinking after that happened, but well, that'll be know, the first. Did you yeah, think? I know, I know, right? But how many times under Blake James' watch Ooh, have we been embarrassed? On Blake James. No, 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 no. Look, look, you're, you're the athletic director. You get paid, you know, probably what seven figures to, you know, for for that job, right? You know, so guess what? Oh, when we go out there and embarrass and get embarrassed, you're gonna take the heat, you know, because. It's ridiculous, man. I mean, you know, the football losses where we've been embarrassed, right? I mean, and, and we know them, right? North Carolina last year, uh, you know, twice against Clemson and, and you know, uh, the 58 nothing in the ACC championship game where we played them. Losing to, to FIU on the site of the Orange Bowl. Uh, you know, the loss where you don't even score against Louisiana Tech in a in, in, a, in a bowl game. You know, and the baseball team. Can I just touch on that? You were the only team Please. that year for college football Bowl games that didn't, didn't score. score. That didn't and score. The University of Miami. Countless times in basketball, even all the all the, the exodus of players that happened that happened earlier today. That we know that you know you know can, guys from all across continue to go pro early, right? There's an underlying theme here that is unacceptable, and that is when these happen when these losses happen and we get embarrassed. It's just okay, right? You see the yeah. same faces. You see the same attitude come out of everybody, which is just, you know, straight-faced. Hey, okay, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll get them next time, guys. And that's unacceptable because, you know, guys like Kenny Berry, who was on here earlier, who played at a different time, that junk wasn't acceptable, man. You yeah. know, like, you got in, you played hard, and if you didn't, you ran, right? Like, yeah. you know, after like, that baseball team, after that that series, they should have been on there, and they should have been running their ass off after the game. They've been running bleach. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, uh, unfortunately, the University of Miami, I think when when you all started watching it, like, it, it maintained a culture of dominance, right? It was dominating other people. Since I've been a fan, we've had a culture of getting dominated, unfortunately. Like, when – you know, I, I've been regularly watching games. I've watched pretty much every game since 2006, probably. And when we have a primetime game against a big-time opponent, I'm expecting the worst, always. There's one time that we showed up, and that was the Notre Dame game. Yeah, and, and also the Virginia Tech game the week before. But those two games are the absolute yeah. aberration of my fanhood. Like, those two games are the outliers 
since even, I've been a fan. Even it's last year. Crazy. It, I mean, dude, I've been I've been watching every game for 15 years now. Yeah. And uh like even uh, last year. You're eight and three, right? So yeah, you know, wins and losses, it's a successful, you know, it's a successful win-loss record. But your three losses, you know, for for two and a half of the or you know, for for the majority of of, of all those games, you're getting dominated, other than when you came back against Oklahoma yeah. State and almost won. So I'll give him, you know, respect for fighting back in the in the yeah. bowl game and almost taking it. But you know what? Almost is the same as as getting blown out. But John, you know, comment on that real quick, brother. Please, please. if we have Derek King in the second half of that Oklahoma State game, do we even come back as close as we did? Or I don't know, dude. Kosi stepped up, man. I mean, yes. Kosi was ripping it, man. Kosi was a leader, you know. Like, like, look, I was, I was, I personally was so hard on that kid. Well, well, when he was first here and he was making a lot of immature decisions, which. You know, look, he's a kid, right? I mean, yeah. what, what are you going to expect from him? But he grew a lot, man. You know, he had a child, and he grew as a man, right? And he came in, and, you know, he has really – you know, he's leaving on a good note, man. And wherever that guy goes, you know, I'm going to wish him the best, and I'm always going to be a fan yeah. of his. You know, especially, you know, that game where he came back and he beat Florida State, was it 28-27? So, side note on that real quick. We, we're we down – man, I don't know, it was 27-7, and I told Maria – I said, we will win. This is like literally at halftime. I said, we're going to win this game 28-27. She's like, no freaking way. Bro, if I would have had a million dollars to bet on that game when I made that comment, could you imagine? Um, but, dude, like, yeah, you got to give him respect. You know, he has matured a lot. You know, and I don't want to get kind of back into the football situation. I'm, we're, we're talking about baseball. But it's the same type of thing, right? These guys, they have to step up. And, and again, where's the accountability? You know, I just – I don't understand. I think Gino kind of pitchers in a little bit too long, things like that. But, look, we before we get big, before we get into that, we got to go to break, um, and, and we'll get back into it. But, yeah, it, it's definitely disappointing. So, J-Man, we'll take us a break. We'll come yeah. back and, uh, and bash I, some more. <laughs> I, I feel like I've turned Dirty Bird to the dark side. Oh, I'm on the dark side right now. <laughs> Rest assured, I am hot. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So you guys are listening to King Gang Radio here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuela Pola, too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Cane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, Dirty Bird. So again, I'm sure you got your uh, your feathers to kind of subside. They came down. I know you, you had them spread. Bring them down a notch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just bring them down. Vic, go ahead. We, we left on a segment right before we went on break. You were going to say something. Talk to me about what you were going to say. Let me tell you something. Look, to me, it boils down to we, – we, we hear it on the football side as far as players play, coaches coach. Same concept goes in baseball, okay? But at the same time, I know this much, okay? If I'm the manager and I'm literally seeing my guys do that stuff, man, I'm on their rear end something fierce. No joke. I would have gotten to the point of time that I would have ended up benching guys on the next day, basically. You know, I mean, again, you're going to go through your – you're going to end up going through your growing pains, but that was a complete lack of effort. That was just a complete lack of effort. I mean, I, I remember at one point in time on Saturday's game, it was five to one, and we had more errors than we did runs. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, and at that point in time, out of those five runs, four of them were unearned, completely unearned. It you was know? just a dismal, dismal weekend. There, it's, was, it's, there was supposed to be a lot of hype going into that, you know, into that series, and at the end of the day, and literally after the first three innings, it's like, well, this is a that, wrap. That was, look, for all intents and purposes, that was probably to be the best series, the best home series of the season for us. Okay, I maybe aside Louis, I think Louisville comes down here, if I remember correctly, basically. But come on. I mean, this is FSU. You know, and to, I mean, to end up like getting, I mean, I'll use Derek's word, shellacked, okay, or completely warped. Okay, by a come on, 34 to 2. Come on, no yeah. way. I want to tie this back. I, I want to tie this back to Blake, right? And it's because we've been embarrassed in all the programs in basketball and football and women's basketball and baseball and the Olympic sports, right? Like we have suffered so many embarrassing losses, and it's it's not the individual programs, it's a culture issue, right? Because the only thing that our school cares about right now is the donors and the, and the David Epstein's and the, you know, um, you know, the, the Carol Sofers and, you know, those people of the world. Right. And as long they as they're still stroking the checks, they don't care about Derek Coe. Uh, they do. We know they don't, bro. We know that. <laughs> we know that from, from recent events. We know that, 
But, you know, this is a culture issue that's around the program that, you know, when we were coming up, we came up and, you know, we weren't a, you know, state university or a flagship university. You know, we came in and we earned that through swagger and through being the best. Right. And now, you know, we're, we're just mediocre. Right. And if we're telling ourselves anything different until something changes, we're just a mediocre program. You know, and we've got all that we have all the potential to, to put it together. Right. You know, I think we have we have you know, all the talent in the world and that, that is in our immediate area and we're recruiting kind of well now, but until it actually happens on the field, you know, in, in all sports, man, like something's got to give, man. Bird, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> so, so J-Man, like obviously this is your last show. Uh, bro, uh-huh. you, have, you have to go out on a ramp, bro. You have to really get into it and, you know, like get, get, get greasy, bro. Tell me how you feel about this program. And, and again, not only football, but baseball, yeah, even basketball. Like yeah. you got like Chris likes trying to go pro. Like, are yeah. you serious? Like literally you're, you're, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. What is hope is not there? hoping you're going to get drafted is not a strategy, man. Bro, yeah. you're, five, you're five, three, you're Brad Tejada. Like, just, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Like, you just, bro, took, you just took a shot at the man, Brad. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked about it often on multiple, you know, media platforms. Is like it really does not seem like the board of trustees cares about athletics. You know, it, I, I mean, wanting you health and wanting the medical side of the school to do good. Like, there's obvious that's a good cause, right? Like, medicine is good. Um, but you still got to care about the athletic side of things, man. Like we've made low quality hires in the past, you know, I mean, Manny Diaz could turn out to be a good hire at the end of the day, but like that procedure of hiring Manny Diaz was a joke. 100%. I will agree with you till I am blue in the face. There's no way you do, you did due diligence and go out there and try to reach and try to search for somebody. Again, Mark Rick, Retired, you literally ran with your tail between your legs. Manny, 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 yeah, what was it like 14 hours that we didn't have a coach? Manny, I need you to come back. Manny, yeah, bro, here's four million dollars to get you out of your contract at Temple. I wonder what happened. It's ridiculous, man. But the the, the issue there is this, and again, we do not end up going through the proper due diligence, okay, of trying to end up looking for a good coach. You know, I mean, look, Mark, Coach Rick, for all, again, great respect to the man, okay? He fell in our laps. He yeah. fell into our laps, basically. Yep. Because okay. no offense, Virginia, Virginia wanted to end up flying him in, and they were about to offer him about, like, four to five million a year. Yep. Okay? No joke on that one. You know, and at the same time, again, I look at some of the other coaches that, in essence, I mean, come on, Dan Mullen at one point in time expressed interest Okay, in the job here at UM. And no. say what you ever want to say about the Mellon. Yeah, okay, well, but at the same time, a better, a better resume. And okay, I mean, Gator issue aside, basic. Yeah, his, his program's doing better than ours is right now. And, and you know, I, I hate saying that, but it's true. Like, if, if you, what do they want? What do they want? Dude, they've, they've, been got, almost, they've got almost for like two years in a row. They've got almost an identical record as us over the past. 10 years. Yeah. I mean, he's only been there for three. 
Well, with they, he didn't go six and seven. Yeah. yeah. And lose to FIU, Duke, and La Tech in back to back to back. Oh, you're right. You're right. Just throwing that out there. I just look as mad as I am at Miami. I still, I just, I just can't give, I just can't ever give the Irish. And I, I feel it because I like it. I feel like I have to wash my mouth out. Are you right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I I get you. I get you. It's, it's an emotional topic. No, I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's like, you know, um, Vic hit it right on, on the head with, with Mark Richt being a very fortuitous hire, right? He fell right into our lap. Um, we were his alma, alma mater. Um, but if you look at the few coaching hires before that, man, pretty lazy, you know, like, like university of Miami should be a school where we go to, I mean, it, it should be the type of thing where we roll up on a coach like Matt Campbell, who's at Iowa state. And like, he's just itching to get that call from us. Like that, that's what it should be is, is we should get guys that are producing at the power five level already. We yeah. should not be going after the Al Goldens of the world. Who are at you know these these group of five schools, right? We shouldn't be getting. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm out on Manny, but Manny being the Temple head coach, which was the the natural progression of his career at the time, we shouldn't be hiring the Manny Diaz's, and and hopefully that works out. But what we should be doing is we should be rolling up on established Power Five coaches, and like taking our rightful place in the college football food chain, man. Which, which it should be is a top 15 program. That's what we should be. So would you have taken, like just, I'm, I'm playing hypothetical. Say we were out of a coach this year and Gus Malzahn pops up and he becomes open. Same thing with Les Miles. Yeah. You know, Les Miles was available. Yeah. So just, you know, Mark. I'd take Gus. You know, talking about Mike Leach, bro. I was all over a Mike Leach hire. Yeah. Watching his offense, I'd have been like, yeah, bring that sh- that- I almost said this word. Bring that crap down here <laughs> to Miami and let it let it ride, man. Like because uh, and that quirky that quirkiness, that that pirate quirkiness, like bro, I love it. So, dude, give me give me all that, bro. There's coaches out there that I like like the Mike Gundys, the, the Mike Leeches, like I don't care. Like yeah. I want a coach who can give you a big straight, you know, bloop, 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 bloop. And just keep yeah. it moving, man. Like I don't want a politician. I don't. Yeah. I want a coach. I That's, want a coach who's gonna get in your face yeah. when you're not playing good. Put your ass on the bench and bring somebody else who wants to compete and wants to play. Yeah. Not playing favorable bull crap and seniority bull crap because we've seen this the last couple of years, bro. Our receivers were horrible last year, and yet yeah. our, our our premier freshmen can't even step onto the field. There are very few programs that should be able to hold on to a coach that we want. You know, like if we want Mario Cristobal, we should be able to roll into uh, Eugene, Oregon, and just drop a bag I on would, him. And I will let me let me, tell you, let me let me say let me say in regards to Mario. Look, that that was a hard that was a hard issue at that point in time, because remember something, we talk against the money issue, but at the same time, it's a realistic one. Okay, case in point with Mario at that point in time to have tried to get Mario, we would have had to pay ten million. To end up yeah. buying out his contract, basically. If we wait another 30 days, it's the end of January. It's eight million. But at that point in time, we would have ended up passing by. I mean, recruiting at that point in time is critical. Yeah. You know, and and, and, that, and, that, and that was that was a harsh reality. Yeah. I'd love the Mario. court of public opinion, though. Miami fans did not want Mario when he was at when he was at FIU, and he was like. He was a well-respected guy, you know. Come, or he'd done great things at FIU, and yeah. the fan base is like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And now that he comes in, now we want to pay eight million to, to break yeah. him free. But, 
Mario, look, Mario, Mario, let me tell you something. And, and I know Mario. Look, Mario, in essence, basically did a great job at FIU, okay? Because of the idiot that is Pete Garcia, okay, who had basically such a huge ego issue, basically, that he let him go, okay? Look at where Mario went through afterwards, basically, became one of the best recruiters in the country for Alabama, okay? Ended up going to Oregon, basically, had them competitive and relevant just as quickly, basically, as when Chip Kelly was there, okay? And then, in essence, who was there after Kelly? I think it was Taggart for one year, if I remember correctly, okay? Yeah. And then it, yeah. it continued. It continued. But at least in that sense, you end up having a guy like Mario that ended up bringing up FIU out of obscurity, okay, and ended up continuing his work elsewhere. All I know is Mario Cristobal is the guy who ruined the Rocks you know, career, just throwing that out there. Cause uh, you know, they were doing Oklahoma drills, the rock beat him and, and put him down. And then they had a comeback version of it, you know, like a couple weeks later. And then Mario took a cheap shot and blew out the rocks knee. If you don't believe me, watch the young rock. It's literally on there on NBC and uh, you will see what I'm talking about. Am I a bad Kane fan that I have not watched that show yet? Bro. It's, I really think it's legitimately, a prelude of the rock running in 2032 huh. probably is i'm telling you like because that's what it's based on it's based on a campaign for him running for president in 2032 i guarantee you that th that comes to fruition i think he's laying everything yeah. out there you know again you know you know you know these guys got to get vetted and things like that right why not put it out years earlier show that you were yep. a thief and you know, you were doing this and you were doing that and, you know, you got caught stealing, whatever the case may be. You put it out there now, yep. now everybody knows about it. Oh, like he was a kid, blah, blah, blah. It happened. Like, bro, I think it's genius. Like, if it yep. comes to fruition where he becomes – or he's running in 2032, I think this is a prelude to it. It's actually a really good show, though, believe it or not. So, good acting. I take it out. I bro, you have to. So, um, It's cool. It's a good show. I like it. Yeah, man. You know, going back to Mario – when Mario left FIU and he came to Miami for about two weeks and then he ended up taking the job, you know, at, Oklahoma, at Alabama, I can't fault him. Like, you're somebody with the caliber of Mario Cristobal. You, you knew what it takes to play at the University of Miami. You know what it's like to win at the University of Miami. And here it is, you're going to be working under Al Golden and Mark D'Onofrio. Like, bro, it's a no-brainer. When Nick Saban calls and says, hey, look, maybe you, you want a better job? Let, let's come over here. Bro, oh, you, go. You, you go. You go, right? You go. He gets a hundred percent raise from half a million to a million. Okay. Yeah, and he yeah. heads up the recruiting. Come on. Well, not only that too, you know, and, and what's important is when you listen to Kenny Barry talk about, you know, like they set the standard, you know, what they did at Miami from, you know, the, the mid eighties all the way up to like the, the early nineties is what Alabama is doing now. Yeah. Alabama's just copying that mold. They're bringing in player after player after player. And again, like Kenny said, he sat on he sat on the bench behind Benny and some of the other guys until he got his opportunity. That's where a lot of kids today, they don't want to wait their turn. They yeah. they think that they're entitled to come in right away, start as freshmen. Bro, sometimes you got to yeah. I remember Landon Collins and some of these guys who they sat on the bench their freshman year like they waited their opportunity. They they learn they like they like yeah. grew from older guys and that's the problem with today's society especially these South Florida kids they just think that they're they're all that in a bag of chips and, and again some of them are right but at the same time put the workout you know put the workout on the field you know when you get to practice 
be the first one out there, be the last one, you know, to leave, be the first one in the film room. You know, those are the type of like, you know, things that you need to progress on. So I don't know, man, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be, uh, interesting. Yeah. And I want to make a point about the money, you know, like I understand that we're a private school. We probably don't have the level of funding, you know, schools like UF, FSU, Alabama, you know, the, the other blue, like our contemporary blue chip programs have, um, but if you guys remember at the beginning of COVID, some of the schools, especially in the Big Ten, were posting, um, you know, they, they were releasing like the information in terms of how much revenue that they had lose without a football season. Um, the Iowa Hawkeyes said, University of Iowa said that they would lose over a hundred million dollars from one Correct. season without football. And so when a school like Miami, who probably has a higher football revenue than the University of Iowa, I mean, I'm sure it's at least comparable, right? It's probably near the same, could even be more. When we balk at the idea of, you know, hiring the best coach on the market for an Mm -hmm. extra two million a year, like at that point, dude, that there, there is no way that that's good business. No, I agree. Because, because like spending the extra two, $3 million a year on an elite level head coach or, you know, on elite facilities or, or any expenditure, like a hundred million dollars, there is no other part of these educational institutions that makes that level of money. It's a singular entity. I, I promise you, like I, you know, I, when I was at Utah state university, I did a research paper on the school budget. There is no other department in that program that makes a hundred million dollars. It's all football. Right. Well, having said that, it's all football. It's also all break. We have to go through break. So it's been good. It's been fun. Hasn't been real fun, but we'll be right back. Jamie, break time. All right. You guys are listening to Kang Gang Radio. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. 
We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. blowing through this segment pretty quick man we appreciate everybody who's out there listening to us here on sirius xm channel 145 slam radio and uh bird talk to me about we got a, we got another special guest on huh yeah we got my boy trey who uh who i usually go to games and stuff with man he usually makes about one game a season we went you know we've been to miami fsu together uh the uh the, the miami game. lsu game or the notre dame game we've been to yeah we've been to a bunch of them and he always makes a big one he's up in uh up in new york city but uh, you know, invited him to come on and uh, and, and and chop it up with yeah, us. Watch them lose. Watch them lose in Shea Stadium in uh, Met Stadium right. against uh, uh, Wisconsin. Oh no, no, yeah, it was at Yankee Stadium. But, yeah, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Sat yep. in the cold. Watch them lose. Whole you know, it's funny. so Trey, welcome to the show. We appreciate yeah. you joining us here in Kang Gang. Um, uh, you know, hey, I, thanks I was for having me, fellas. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was up there too, man. So I flew up. Me and the whole family, man. We flew up to New York. We actually stayed right there at the Sheridan Times Square, which was a team hotel. Um, rolled in on Christmas night and left on the 30th. And 
you know, taking that subway, you know, uptown to, to the Bronx and going to Yankee Stadium. And it's like 15 degrees. And, bro, that was one of the worst games I've ever been a part of. Tough and, game. And I've been, and I've been a lot of them, man. And, but, like, just just there was no desire, man. There was no fight. There was no energy. Oh, look, look, you know what? That's funny you mentioned that is talking about being at bad games. What's the worst game you went, you've been to or any of us? Because well, I'll I, tell you right now, for no, me, it was the Virginia game, last game at the Orange Bowl, and I oh. sat that whole game till the very end. And then they played that video at the end, and I was just so – I was just like, no. How do you show a video with memories and you just got your asses yeah. in? <laughs> you should be treated like a little league team. Nobody gets ice cream. No. 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 You know, and, and that's that, that's a great that's a great point because you know I started going to games in 1991 and I've just kind of been going ever since. Ended up getting season tickets after the 98 season. Um, you know, and I've been a season ticket the holder ever since. But I'm one of those fans. I, I don't leave early except for that Wisconsin game in the Bronx. We left about a minute to go in the game. And I told my wife, I said, Maria, we need to catch that subway now before it gets packed. <laughs> so we left about a minute to go in the game. I mean, obviously, I think it was like 34 to three or something. You know, so we ended up bouncing and catching subway. Went back home. We went back to the hotel, ordered, you know, stopped at Ray's Pizza right there on like 53rd and, and 7th and uh, got some Ray's and took it up to the hotel room and uh, just drowned in sorrow eating pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was lucky enough to be dating somebody. One of the rare times I had, a, I had an actual ride somewhere outside of the subway or, or riding my bicycle. But just to touch on one thing to touch on, the rock running for president. I would like, you know, it doesn't matter how big your Navy is. You know, that would be the great <laughs> talking to heads of state, right? It doesn't, it, but that kind of stuff. But it no, I, mean, I, think you guys, I think you guys touched on a lot of things, you know, but it's not just one thing. It's It really isn't. It's not just one thing. The school has notoriously been cheap when it comes to coaches. Yeah, They have. They've notoriously been cheap. And they've got, they got lucky. They got real lucky with, with, with Schnellenberger in the beginning. They got lucky with Johnson. They got lucky with, you know, with Dennis Erickson. But from that point on, it just kind of went downhill. For, well, I mean, with Butch Davis, it just kind of went downhill from there. But they are notoriously cheap when it comes to coaches. Another thing that, uh, you know, I I'm, I can't put as much on Blake James as the bird does. I just can't. Yes, there is an element. I'm, I'm that. mad, bro. I'm There's mad. Absolutely, an element of that. An element of that. But at the end of the day, man, it comes down to players. You yes. got a game plan. You got a game plan. You yeah. got to execute. You, you, you know, and that, and that's the thing. And, and and Kenny touched on something that I that I that I kind of disagree with. He's just like, no, they got to make their own legacy. They got to set their own bar. No, 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 no. That bar has been set. Right. That yeah. bar has been set. You know, you have to obtain yeah, that. That's where the bar is. That's where you have to be. And as far as like, you know, I think there were, there were a lot of, for, for me as an old school fan, I, 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 I became a fan like in 1980, 81. Um, that's when I started really paying attention. So I, I started, you know, as a fan, that's when they really started rolling, you know? So, that's that's what I remember. That's you know that's where the bar is set for me. So for me, no, a coastal championship isn't enough. Yeah. No, it's it's not. I'm sorry, it's just not. No, a bowl wins not enough. Maybe maybe a playoff berth, okay, you know, then then we could talk. But I think there's I think there are other issues outside of the program's control um, that 
that you know that they're dealing with. I hate the. I I I know it's been good for us, and I know it's a good tool, and it can be. But I hate the transfer portal. I hate it. I yeah. really do. I really because it just it 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 um it encourages a culture of oh it's, it's not happening for me here. I'll just go somewhere else. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, also, as far as coaching goes, I think Manny Diaz. Listen, it took it took Sweeney eight years to get where he was to, to win his first title. All right, they they gave him some time, and I yeah. I didn't pay much attention to Clemson, so I don't know any of the moves he's made. All right. So we could give Manny, I don't think we should give him eight years, but I think we should give Manny some time based on the yeah. fact that the guys made some hard decisions. That Dan Enos thing, he pulled the trigger on that quick. And I, I, was, I was surprised. He pulled the trigger on that quick. And then there was uh, there was Baker. You know, I was kind of surprised that he stuck around for one more season, but, you know, they they, they put other pieces in place that were sort of like a crutch for the guy. So you, you kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think Manny pulls the trigger on players too fast. I, I, I wouldn't have pulled Nikosi. Like, he'll, he'll pull quarterbacks, like, after a couple of few mistakes. You got to let these guys make the mistakes. You got to live and die with these guys because that's just going to kill. That's just going to kill somebody's somebody's uh, confidence. It really is. Yeah. It really I, is. I, I, um, yeah. And I think, I think when recruits see that, too, they want a coach that's going to stick with them. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Um, so I think there are a lot of things, but I think one of the biggest things is, is cultural, man. You know, I think these guys step in and, and, and uh, you made a very good point about, um, about, uh, feeling entitled. I think that they think, oh, I got a U on the side of my helmet. Everybody's going to be afraid of me. No, everyone gets a trophy culture, man. Yeah. It's not anymore. Cause there was a time, but there was a time when Kenny was playing, people came to the orange bowl. And, and, and players would say it. They would look across the line and they would see fear. They would see fear. They would yeah. see fear. And another thing, another part of the culture, too, is what I've noticed. And, and, you know, this talks to the baseball situation as well. The teams, and, and I, I saw this in football first, they, they have a tendency to get complacent. So, you know, yeah, you're supposed to be to North Carolina. You're supposed to be to North Carolina. So they go in there with that attitude. And they don't play with heart. They don't. You're supposed to beat Wisconsin, so they go in there with that attitude, and be and be. You know, they get punched in the mouth a few times, and before you know it, it's too late. You're not coming back. You know. So I think they play up to the challenge. You know, but when it comes to a team that you know, look what they look what happened against. Uh, what was it, Virginia last year? They had to, they struggled against Virginia, a team that won two games. We struggled against. Sorry, I think that won one game. It was they were one and two when they got to us. Listen, we struggled against Pitt, NC State, Virginia, and that's Central Michigan the year before. Well, well, you know what? I got into it with somebody online about this, and and what I said was this: I'm fine. I'm fine with some losses. Like you know what? I'll take that Clemson loss. I'll take that Clemson loss because we know what they are. I'll take that Clemson loss. Okay, but. I want to see some progress. So what I and what I mean by progress is give me a signature win. Yep. Okay, I'll take the Clemson loss. Give me the coastal. Yep. We don't we, no, saying, we haven't right. got we so haven't got that. You're saying that 52 to 10 over FSU is not a signature win? I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, I I'm no, right no, not, wait, wait, wait. Not this FSU team. No, no, yeah. this FSU. Ray, I, been, no we should have put up 62. 
Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm sorry, Jake. No, I'm just saying, like that that was my problem with this year, you know, and why I, you know, I I soft played a little more than most people is because we got the slightest ounce of progress and that we won close games instead of lost them. However, I don't think we were much better than 2019. No, we weren't. I I mean, the the difference is that we added a kicker and and, and our quarterback. And a quarterback. And which, by the way, Look, I know Bird's a, a, a De'Ara King fan. I like De'Eric. I'd rather see Nikosi play. But when they started talking about De'Eric, I was expecting Mike Vick, and I didn't get that. I think he's I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he, you know, I, I watched some of the North Carolina game last night, the North, the North Carolina State game last night, and I thought, all right, I, I could see some really good throws here. But I was expecting somebody a bit more dynamic. Um, but that being said, you know, yeah. There needs to be progress, and win totals don't do it for me. Oh, we won two more games. I don't care. You still didn't win the Coastal. You you struggle against teams you should have been dominating against, oh, and you gave nice. up 62 to North Carolina, a basketball school. You got Stop embarrassed. It. You got embarrassed by got North embarrassed. Carolina. And then, Suck and our then, tail between our legs and walk away. And then you get beat by the doormat of the Big 12. Knock it off. Yeah, and that was a hard part, too, because, again, going into that game, obviously – Again, you could call it coming off another bye week. Miami has always been known to have the last couple of years coming off a bye week of getting smacked. You know, and again, you don't play the Georgia Tech game because it gets canceled because the ACC already kind of had their quote-unquote champions in, in Notre Dame and, and Clemson. And yet, so you take that Georgia Tech game away. What's the problem? Do you not practice hard enough? You're not prepared enough? You come into that game. It's a home game. You're in Orlando, and you go down 21 nothing right off the rip. You know, and again, it's the same mentality. And to me, it all falls on your coaches. I don't care. I I understand that players have to play, but it's the coach's responsibility to get these kids up to to par and ready to play. And if the kids don't want to play, you put their ass on the bench and you let somebody who wants to play, play. Amen. Yep. Yeah. And and Trey, you brought up, you know, that De'Ara King didn't look as, as dynamic as you'd hoped. And, and, you know, this kind of ties into what Co was saying and also the transfer portal thing is that, you know, I, I, there's something to what you said, but also, like, we, we had the 93rd offensive line last year well, in yeah, terms that, of yeah. giving up sacks. Very Our true, wide true. receiver core was, I mean, the four of us could have gone out there and ran routes and it would be about the same. Very true. And then well, – and, 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 you know, hey, hey, I might stand a better chance of catching it than Mark Pope, though, man. Come on. <laughs> Hey, I, I'll take my chances with a bubble screen to Dirty Bird than throwing to Mark Pope. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm gonna run probably at about a at a six two or so in the forty. So you know they, they're gonna catch me quick, man. But I'm gonna catch that ball, man. If it's the last thing I That's do. That's right. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. Well, you know what? You're about six seconds better than me. So <laughs> yeah. well, and, and you know, like Manny Manny's done a good job of using the transfer portal. What yes. I'm worried about though is that that it's a band aid because we're not seeing the development of the rest exactly. of the roster. We're exactly. importing all of our best players, you know, all of our best players exactly. besides Brevin Jordan last year, they were transfers and they're guys that are only going to stick away from or stick around for one or two or years. Right. Yep. And, and then the problem is, is like what happens next year when well, all of your elite transfer portal guys are gone, De'Eric King is gone and there's no development in your core of your team. All right. Well, I hear, I hear, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. I was say, that's why I think it's beneficial right now. And not that anybody got hurt. I, I want to preface that where 
King getting hurt. But at least now you have competition for QB2, per se, going into this season, which leads you into 2022, right? Had King not gotten hurt, King probably still returns and plays at the University of Miami this year. But the problem, the problem is he's probably getting all the reps through spring, all the reps through fall, and then you have nobody really taking any reps. So with that being said, I think TVD stepping up right now in spring and then going into fall, at least there's reps, there's comp, there's you know continuity and consistency going into 2022, knowing he's probably going to be QB1 if all things go a certain way. Trey, go ahead. They're talking about they're talking about uh, Tyler Van Dyke's doing really well. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of good things about him. I haven't seen him play. I, I haven't seen anything uh, other than some high school footage. Um, I've always liked Nikosi, but it just but Jay, you're right. It just doesn't seem like they're developing these players at all. And I and I think another thing is, and, and Kenny touched on it. Those guys worked. Those guys yep. worked. And I remember reading the paper back in the day, and those guys talking about, yeah, we don't, you know. You, you know, here's the team and they're out here practicing without coaches and they're taking it upon themselves. No, and, you're, 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 oh, you're, no, you're absolutely correct. And and that's what we need to get back to. You need right. to have players holding themselves accountable and not worry about the coaches. Hey, right, Bird, we need to jump to a break real quick. Why don't you take us there and then we'll finish up the last segment. Appreciate Trey joining us here on the Kangas Thank Show. you so much, guys. Thanks for having oh, me. Stay on. You can hang well, on. You're, come, on. you're coming back next to that okay. segment, man. You're listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. We will be back in just a moment. Hang with us. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're gonna be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look. You have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good, good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs 
and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't. of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. guys here it is it's our last segment of the day and uh we're gonna make it a special one we're gonna give j-man a send-off na 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 no i'm kidding buddy (laughs) (laughs) j-man man so it's it's definitely uh it's kind of bittersweet though bro like you know absolutely man so as just for everybody out there listening j-man's taking a hiatus and uh He's going to focus on on work and business and, and home front and all that other stuff. And, you know, J-Man, you know, him and I are the inception of the Kane Gang show. And it's, yep. uh, you know, like I said, it's kind of bittersweet that, you know, the J-Man's kind of, you know, going off. And I'm not saying he's going off in the greener pastures. I'm just saying that he's going off. <laughs> and uh, so, J-Man, you know, just, you know, talk, talk to me a little bit, man. Like, how, how's it been with the show? And, you know, what, what are you looking to do in the future? Talk to me. It's it's very bittersweet, you know? Like, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I think a lot of our listeners probably follow me on Twitter. Um, you know, they hear me on, on other platforms as well. And, like, you know, I, I have just been putting too much into that. I got married in November, and, uh, you know, I just need to focus on some other stuff. So, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully it's temporary, but but we'll see how it goes. And, um but but bittersweet, man. Like, cause 
Kane Gang, I, I love this about Kane Gang, is that we get the best guests. You know, we we hear stories that nobody nobody else has heard besides, I mean, guys like you, Co, who who have personal relationships with these players that we interview. Um, you know, so Kane Gang really offers like the behind the scenes stories that you're just not going to hear anywhere else, man. And and yeah. it's really going to suck missing out on that. You know, going we'll forward, afford you, uh, we'll have to afford you the, the interviews and things like that. But <laughs> you know, and people don't realize too is when we have these guests on, and when we go to break, like that's actually the best part of the interviews because yeah. you know, we're, off the, we're yeah. literally like off record, and the things that they tell us today, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that is the prime stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've never fashioned myself an insider, but since we've started the show, man, like I, I've uh, I've learned a few things that aren't repeatable anywhere. And, and I think that's important, you know, again, yeah. you know, obviously you're on other platforms, you know, again, you do fours up with Marsh and, yeah. you know, you might hop on like a, like a Kane's call in and, you know, yeah. we all, we all like to guest spot and, and jump yeah. on other shows from time to time. But one thing that I respect about our show is when we hear something, we just don't air out laundry, right. you know, there, there's time and place for things and not everything has to go out on, onto social media and not everything has to go being broadcast. And yep. I think that's what kind of differentiates the Kang gang show compared to some of the other shows, because I feel like number one, you know, in, in, a, in a roundabout way, I think we're all quote unquote journalists, right? Because we're doing something that, you know, is important to us. We enjoy it. Um, but there's a professionality that I think that goes into what we do. And I think it's important. We don't have to be the first one to be, Hey, I broke a story. Yeah. Well, cause I could have done that numerous times, but I choose not to. Yeah. Hey, I'm not trying to ruin relationships with people who give me those type of information. Like you just, yeah. you just don't do that, you know? So, you know, I know bird bird's going to miss the J man a lot because like your guys is, uh, you know, going back and forth are pretty interesting too. I, I got I, Jordan. I got you something for you know for a going away gift, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ship it out to your house in Utah. But it's a picture, and I just want you to before I show it to you, I want you to promise me that you're gonna hang the picture on your wall. Yeah, you have all to. Right. No all right, all right. You swear. Uh, you, you promised. I I, I have an idea. I feel like it's going to. You better pick like what, what do you think it is? What do you think it is before I post well, it up? I'm I'm going to assume that it is something that denigrates either Josh Allen or Rudy Gobert. <laughs> look, look, Josh Allen was my fantasy quarterback and did a lot of good by me last well, year. Okay? Yeah. Me, me and Josh Allen are we're good. Okay. Hey, hey. Boy Rudy, man. Here's here's what I got you. All right. Uh, it's kind of flashing up there, but we got you a framed picture of Rudy Gobert and Donovan uh, Mitchell. In a Miami Heat jersey, man. Just, okay. uh, just for you, man. And I want you to put that on your wall so every time you see it, you think of us. You know, I think you should frame that because you guys might be thirty-two Our, and eleven if that were the well, case. Well, Jordan, you know, if Rudy was better, you know, if he was yeah. a top twelve player in the NBA, he might make the yes. wall. But he's he's not a top twelve guy. He's, yeah. uh, ask our boy Quatrin Hill when he when when Quatrin was on here, man. And listen, a side note, Jordan, you can you can take a hiatus from the show, whatever you want, but anytime that Q comes back to hang on the show, yeah. you you gotta come and and, and just just hang yeah. out with him and let, let let you two talk NBA. Yeah. Q was yeah. Q was giving you the business, man. He was, but you know what? After the fact, like he ended up being wrong and I ended up being right. So Whoa! <laughs> All Jeez, I know Q's is out there giving it, man. 
is not better than Jordan. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm hey, since since I got this platform, I just want to share one. I know you've seen it, Bird, and you haven't commented on it, but I just want to remind everyone that the all-time leader in NBA history in offensive rating is none other than Rudy Gobert, the man who supposedly doesn't play offense. So but he doesn't he hasn't put enough time in. There's, there's Listen, a difference. He's, he's, I mean, he's been a starter for seven years now. But Junior. that's hard to do in Utah. You and your saber metrics, okay? 32 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the Birdman went 100% on shooting in the playoffs for one year, too. Yeah. For like two games, didn't no, he? I'm just saying, I'm just yeah. saying, man. Like, yeah. like, that is hard to do. He's, he's regularly – and, you know, I'm not a guy who says that, like, one stat is the end-all, be-all, right? But I think it's hard to argue. If, if there's you, one stat where – He's the best all-time in NBA history in offensive rating. I think it just makes the argument that he's not good on offense pretty poor. But you, but you find that stat that fits your narrative, boy, and you're going to run with it, aren't <laughs> hey, you? That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's good in pretty much every offensive stat. But so, you know, so, go ahead, Bert. I was going to say, Jamie, is your is your wife is your wife happy that you are taking a hiatus? Um. I think we both are. I, I mean, she's been like equally busy as me. She's been working two jobs since we got married, just, you know, trying to uh, figure out finances and stuff. So um, I think she's getting a promotion, going to be going to one job and I'm cutting down on what I'm doing. So I think we're both excited that like now we can spend a little more quality time together. Listen, spend a little quality time huh, with the women. That's <laughs> so, right. Very quality. Know. Well, you, you know, Bird. At the end of the, at the end of the day, you know, J Man. You know, we're gonna miss him, right? We're gonna miss the J Man here on the Kane Gang. Absolutely, man. You know what? I'm gonna miss some some of the the, the non Kane related conversations that we had. And I yep. I have a good one, and I know you know I know J Man likes talking music too, man. Okay. Which one, one thing you guys might not know about about Jordan is that he is a hell of a guitar player. Um, he actually when uh, when Eddie Van Halen passed, and Trey's a huge Van Halen fan that, that's on here now too. So. Uh, but Jordan got up and we saw a video of him and he was he was shredding some Van Halen and I was like, dude, that's pretty impressive. But you know, I, I would miss those those off the cane conversations that we had. So actually, Trey and I were talking in the you know on the phone the other day and we started talking about most overrated bands of all times. Like, so we're talking rock bands, right? So yeah. uh, you know, we cover all music genres, but I want to go into like like kind of like. 90s rockish, right? Okay. Who do you guys? I'm gonna ask Co and Jordan this. Who do you guys think is like a couple or one or two of the most overrated bands of that era? I, I would like to preface, or I, I'd like to get more info. So, are we talking personally, like like popular? Yeah, bands oh yeah, personally. I don't dig personally, or are we talking like objectively looking at the music landscape? Like, let's say you're, let's say you feel they're overrated in the court of public opinion. So you're okay. talking about like rock? Yeah, yeah. Bro, like you, you completely like have me as the wrong person because that is a genre that I will not even touch. I mean, you're talking about like Molly Crew and Guns N' yeah, Roses. Any of that, any of that. So like that's over. We've already done we've already done the hip hop stuff and everything. Because here's here's where we go. So my unpopular opinion, and actually Trey shares this with me. Nirvana? I think Nirvana's incredibly overrated. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't particularly like Nirvana's music. So I, I'm not gonna. I only gonna... listen to one song of theirs, and again, that's yeah. not my type. Of, that's not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not a Nirvana fan at all. I actually don't mind other grunge bands. I, I actually like the genres that came out of grunge. You know, like post grunge. I, I like that better than grunge itself. So 
Um, was but, you was know, that like Post Malone? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I like Post Malone a lot better than Nirvana. So <laughs> um, I would do. But yeah, I, I don't argue with you there. You know, one band that I've always yeah. felt was very contrived and like, um, I don't know, their their MO is kind of aggression and, and like angst, but it's always felt very fake to me, at least since, you know, after their, I think, second or third album would be Metallica. I, I felt like after Ride the Lightning, I felt like it was very contrived. Okay, so I got one. Ozzy Osbourne. How's that? Is that a good one? Are you just Googling bands and throwing them at the wall now? <laughs> no, I'm actually on like Instagram Live. So. <laughs> I'm live. So. Oh, man. Oh, man. Trying to give everybody a shout out. Hey, shout out to everybody on Instagram yeah. Live. You guys are yeah. witnessing what we're doing here on the Can Gang radio show. Yep. What's up, everybody? What's up? Yeah, so we're actually recording here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. So I uh, appreciate you guys if you want to turn in tomorrow at uh, 11 o'clock. You know, I I do have one more one more Kane subject I want to throw out there though, and uh, what are you guys thoughts? You know, where we're at on the turnover chain now? I think we've had what three iterations of this thing now. Like, what's everybody's opinion on this thing, man? We want to see it back next year. Do we want to see it retired? Are we are we tired of it? Is it is it lost its luster? So yeah. so obviously my my take is yes. It's lost it's lost its luster. And again, what are you going to create next? Right? Like, just you should have stuck with stuck with the original. And I don't think you need it for every single turnover because what, what bothers me too is what if you get to somebody who gets a strip, you know, who strips the ball, but then someone else recovered, right? Like what about the person who actually created the turnover? How come they don't get props? You know what I mean? Like to me, that's, that's the important part about it. Um, I just think it's a gimmick at this point and enough's enough. Trey, what, what did I say? What did I say? I, I said that, you know what? I thought it was, I thought it was fun when it first hit the scene and then it kind of took a life. It took on a life of a life of its own. The only thing I do enjoy about it is seeing what they're going to come up with next. But for me, an old school Canes fan, we played. We didn't play for. We didn't play for trinkets, man. We played yeah. for respect. We Correct. played. We played to embarrass other teams, yep. send them home, and 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 make sure we played to make sure teams didn't want to play us anymore. Yep. Notre Dame dropped us from the schedule. Florida yep. drops us from the schedule. How many other teams? That's what we played for. Yep. And we, now, now we're playing for turnover chain selfies. Yeah, no, it's we're we're playing for touchdown rings instead of championship rings. Right. Oh, the rings are awful. Pull them out. Pull them out. Pull them out. Come on, solo deep. Pull them out. Pull them I would, out, dude. You, if I was a player, which I don't have even remotely near the talent, I you couldn't catch me dead wearing touchdown rings, man. I just so here's a funny story, I, and I have to tell it, Bert, because I told you earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, so previous to the touchdown rings, where it said hurricanes across the knuckles, right? You know, obviously I have tattoos. I'm covered in tattoos. I had told Maria I wanted to get hurricanes across my knuckles. Well, lo and behold, they go ahead and bring out these dumbass rings that say hurricanes. So now I can't even put hurricanes across my knuckles, which probably benefits me in the long run because Maria probably would have like shot me had I did that. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's one of those things, man. You know, you just at this point enough's enough. Like you know, you don't have to have. You might as well get like a touchdown chalice, and you know, just might as well just get all kinds of other things. Like at what point does it stop? And Trey, you brought up a good point. 
like no way in the old days where these, you know, the old heads thinking about, you know, celebrating with like a necklace. And, you know, obviously you started a trend because, you know, like you see the gimmicks on the sidelines. you got people dunking basketballs and, you know, obviously you got the door to explore, you know, backpack up there in Tallahassee. You that know, it's the worst. Well, that, I was just about to say it could be worse. We could have a dumb backpack, and it just oh man, it wasn't just a backpack. It looked like it looked like a knockoff designer backpack from like JC yeah. Penny. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> was. Uh, it was a knockoff coach. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what? I, you know what? I asked the bird this. I don't understand what the correlate what the correlation was. Nobody I mean, gets it. Their fan base the, didn't get it. The turnover chain. It's Miami. It says Miami. It's hip hop culture. Cuban Miami. link, right? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's that connection there. The backpack with anything. What is that? My boy is, said, uh, you're gonna put the ball in the backpack and take it home. What is that? Uh, how about how about Solo D when he did the FS Poo song and he said, wow. he said, "Hey Solo, you heard they got a turnover purse?" Solo oh, said, "What?" <laughs> Shout out to my story. Hey, listen, oh so man, let me give it to him. Bro. So listen, we got two minutes. We got two minutes of J-Man's, you know, last episode here on the Kang Yang Radio Show. And, again, J-Man, from the bottom of my heart, man, I'm going to miss you, man. And, obviously, oh, we, we had talked off air that, you know, again, you'll spot, you know, from time to time when yeah. we need that, you yeah. know, that pessimistic approach, you know, to <laughs> kind of, like, balance off of each other. Um, but, again, man, best wishes to you and, you know, best wishes to your wife. Thanks, and I hope you guys, you know – find, you know, happiness and everything that you're doing. And I hope, you know, you get everything that you're doing worked out. And again, man, the door is always open when you want to come back here and jump hey, back on the show, man. Thanks, man. And, uh, you know, as Bird mentioned, I'd, I'd love to come back for some of the non-Canes conversations, like power ranking foods at Disney World. I mean, oh, that, that, that probably one. goes down as one of my favorite segments. Dole Whip for the win. <laughs> the Dole Whip is the best, bro. Right, the Dole Whip is the best. You know, yeah, it's, it's, again, that's, that's what we're looking for, man. And, yep. You know, the gang's not going to be the same, but the gang's the gang, right? So once, yep, like, yep. you know, like we always say, you know, once you're a cane, you're a cane for life. Oh, man, once yep. you're uh, a cane gang member, then you'll always be a cane gang member. And yep. we're just looking to see it grow. And obviously, you know, we, we want you to be a part of this. So yep. anytime you want to hop on, man, just, you know, shoot me a text and we'll you know, do. rock and roll on there. And, you know, again, it, it's going to be, like I said, it's bittersweet, man. But, you know, life goes on, right? You know, yep. and, uh, as as the man says, the show must go on. There so. and and honestly, I mean, this show has so much potential. So as, as we've said multiple times, like the only national radio show that is Miami Hurricanes based. So, Correct. you know, and and I am very proud of the content that we've put out, and I know that you guys will, you know, keep it right there and yeah. and continue to keep it on the upward trend. And so, uh, dude, sky's the limit for this bad boy. Well, we appreciate you, man, and we appreciate everybody coming on tonight. We thank Kenny Barry, we thank Trey and uh, and Vic. Um, listen, man, until next week, well, we hope you guys enjoy your weekend. And, uh, man, I appreciate you guys listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145. Man, it's all about the you, baby. That's what we do. So you guys take care. J-Man, we'll talk off air, man, and, uh, man, appreciate you guys. You guys have a great night. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me, fellas. Jay, good luck, man. Nice meeting you. Bert, Thanks, you too, Trey. Take it easy, fellas. Bet that up. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.